0: You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Farm D Money Podcast, where certified financial planner Derek Delaney brings financial education and observation to help pharmacists navigate their most important financial questions. Welcome in Farm D Nation to episode number 29 of the Farm D Money Podcast. I am your host, Derek Delaney. Thank you all for joining me today. You know, if you've been paying attention to the news or any other economic publications through our media, one common term you've probably come to read a lot or see a lot is the word inflation. So typically inflation is something that gets talked about a lot in regards to the health of our economy, but it's really, really hard to define and it's even harder to understand how it works, what drives it, and what type of information we can glean from the inflation number. Nevertheless, it is a popular topic that a lot of financial pundits like to talk about, and I think it's also important for a lot of farm Ds to understand because it does play a big role in your everyday life because it impacts the goods and services that you go out and purchase every day. So In this episode, I want to talk more in depth about what exactly inflation is, what are the key indicators that we look at when it comes to inflation to determine if it's something that is rising or declining, and then give you some long-range perspective when it comes to inflation, which hopefully will allow you to better understand that what we're going through right now is not as good or as bad as you may have heard from other sources in media going back over the last several months. So to kick off the podcast, I just want to start by first explaining what inflation is. And simply put, it's the rise in the price of our economy over a period of time. Basically, it's the goods and services we buy every day. So we go out and we buy food, we go out and we buy gas for our cars, we go shopping for clothes, we have things we want to buy for our house, and there are also things we go out and purchase for fun and recreation, and a bunch of other stuff. Inflation is the aggregate price increase of all of those goods and services we go out and consume every day in America. And the inflation number tracks the rise in the price of all those goods and services in our economy over a period of time. So, just that definition alone tells us that inflation is something that's not simplistic, and there are a lot of variables that go into it and a lot of things that are pushing it in one direction or another. So, it's extremely, extremely difficult to predict. In the past, inflation has been used, or in, inflation has risen during times of economic boom, and inflation has gone down, better known as deflation during times of economic recession. And that makes sense. When the economy is really heating up and businesses are doing really, really well, the demand for their goods and services that the business produces go up. To meet the excess demand, businesses go out and they either have to hire or they have to increase wages for the workers they currently have because the demand for that labor is going up. And subsequently, when the economy cools down, and the demand for the goods and services that the business produces decrease, that's when deflation sets in because then those businesses have to go out and they usually have to lay off some of their workers because the demand for that labor has dropped dramatically. And that's when deflation kicks in. So inflation is a popular term because it's really aligned well with the health of our economy. One other important thing when it comes to inflation is what is a common term that we all use together to determine the actual increase or decrease of inflation in our economy? And I think the most popular way to measure that is through our Consumer Price Index, or better known as the CPI. So just remember that because we're gonna reference the Consumer Price Index, the CPI number, often through the remainder of our podcast. And the Consumer Price Index is a measure of the average change over time in the prices paid by consumers for a basket of consumer goods and services. So again, it's very, very closely defined to the term of inflation, but the consumer price index is basically the average change over a specific period of time of the prices paid by consumers for a basket of the goods and services, all those things that we purchase as consumers in America over a specific period of time. So we have inflation. It's very difficult to define. It's even harder to measure, track, and predict. And along with inflation, we have the consumer price index, which is the measurement or the average change over time in the prices of all the goods and services that we consume as Americans. So what is really going on today when it comes to inflation? I remember a couple months ago in early summer, you'd turn on the news or you read some sort of finance article and the word inflation is mentioned. And a lot of the times it is used to scare a lot of people where different periods in our history are usually referenced that bring back a lot of bad memories, which we're going to get into here in a little bit for a lot of older Americans when it comes to inflation. But the best way to combat that fear is to actually look at the reality of the situation. And I think one of the best places you can go to look at the reality of the situation of inflation is by looking at hard data when it comes to inflation. And the place I like to go to find that hard data is to J.P. Morgan's Guide to the Markets. And they have a lot of really good historical data about what's going on with inflation. And I will link that JP Morgan guide to the markets in the show notes of this episode. So anybody interested can go and look for themselves because there's not only great information about inflation, but there's great information about a lot of other things that happen in our economy that have to do with inflation, investment markets, and anything else you can think of in the financial realm. So JP Morgan came out and their 50 year average headline CPI consumer price index statistic or percentage of what the average CPI increases each year over the last 50 years was 3.9%. So that's important to remember. If we go all the way back into the 70s, the average increase in inflation over the last 50 years is about 3.9%. And that makes sense. And you can take that information and you can align it with the average increase or the, I guess, normal increase of wages in America every year is about three, three and a half percent for a lot of businesses. And that is to keep up with the average cost of living, which is closely tied to inflation in America. So how does that 3.9% average compare to what's been going on recently? And we're gonna look at the months of June and July. So in June of 2021, CPI was at 5.3%, so almost, or exactly 1.4% higher than the average over the last 50 years. In July, it was also 5.3%, which is important to note because over a two-month period, when we see that consistency, that tells me that inflation could be sticking around a little bit longer than what some people earlier in the year had anticipated. So inflation right now Well, considering June and July numbers is higher than what the average has been, and I don't think that surprises anybody. Specifically, if we look at the rapid increase in the rise of home prices, food prices, gas prices, and a lot of other things that we consume on a daily basis. But how does that 5.3% CPI average over the course of June and July of this year compare historically? Well, the one big event I want to go back to is the oil embargo in 1973, and for those of you that don't know, the oil embargo was basically created because Arab and Israeli forces were at war. Arab members of OPEC imposed an embargo against the U.S. in retaliation for the U.S. resupplying the Israeli military. So basically they cut off supply to America in regards to oil, which is very, very important to Americans and it's used quite quite often. And when that supply was cut off, it rapidly increased the shortage of oil in America. And when there is far more demand than there is supply, prices of that product that consumers want will go up dramatically. And that's what happened. Oil prices, gas prices, everything took off and sky high. And the CPI over that time in 1973 shot up to almost 12% which then ushered in a two-year recession, or I would say about 18 to 24-month, right around there, recession period in America. So 12% is far higher than the 5.3 we're experiencing right now. And if you go to the 1990s and extrapolate that data from 1990 all the way up to 2021, CPI has been relatively stable. I mean, we've been floating, according to JP Morgan's information, between that 2.5% to 4.5% pretty consistently going back to 1990 which is really interesting to see and i think one of the biggest reasons why and we'll touch on this a little bit more is because of the increase of technology and how it's made us much more efficient and much more consistent in the way we're in the way we deliver goods and services to consumers in our economy so we understand that from 1990 all the way up until 2021 inflation's been relatively stable It's stayed within a very specific range, but now we know that it has jumped a little bit to 5.3% in June and July. So, what does this mean for us as investors over the long run? What type of inflation expectations are people considering right now? Well, if you're a consumer, you are thinking that consumer expectations for inflation will flatten out at about 2.9%. So, consumers in America think that inflation is going to continue on at about that 3% clip, which again, extrapolating back to the last 50 years, that's basically average. Where professional forecasters, so now we're talking about professional economists and people who get paid to forecast where inflation's going. And it's the people who I think have a little more information and they have their, they, I think, see it a little more clearly than consumers do when it comes to inflation. So the professional forecasters believe that inflation will actually temper down to about 2.4% looking over the next five years. So even if we look at worst case scenario and the consumer prediction becomes correct, it's not the type of inflation that we saw in the early 1970s or the late 1980s, early 1990s that caused recession to usher in. Actually more normal if we compare it to the average CPI over the last 50 years. This would be, again, right in line with historical averages, so that is encouraging to me because it tells me that a lot of the inflation we're experiencing right now and a lot of the high prices we're experiencing right now, specifically with energy and food prices, may be transitory, meaning that it's not going to last for very long, and my hope is that a lot of those prices are going to start to slowly come back down as we move into the fall and winter season. So why has inflation stayed so consistently? And I know I touched on this a bit earlier, but my belief is, and it's the reason why I'm not really panicked about inflation moving forward over the long term, is because we have great technology in America, and we have advanced technology throughout the world rapidly over the last 30, 40 years. We are able to produce more goods and services in our economy at a much more efficient and consistent rate due to the increase of technology, and I see that continuing on, which is, I think, the major driver why inflation has remained so consistent from the 1990s to present day. So what can we expect as investors, and how can we protect ourselves from inflation if this higher inflation CPI range continues on? Well, the first thing I want people to understand is, You have to be aware of fear-based selling during times of high inflation. And the most common example I see is you turn on the TV and there are people selling gold and other commodities and they're trying to tap into the embedded fear that most Americans have when it comes to inflation because they've experienced wild things going back to the 70s, late 80s, and into the 90s when it comes to inflation and how that was bad for their pocketbook, and they are presenting a solution, which is usually some sort of product they want you to buy from them, which historically has been gold, silver, or other commodities. I know a lot of cryptocurrency gets pumped really, really heavily and really, really hard through social media during times of increased inflation, and they see that as a way to hedge against it, which historically hasn't been the case yet, but cryptocurrency is so young it's hard to align that data with anything that's happened past or anything that's happened previous to 2009. The other thing you can do to protect yourself from inflation is to continuously stay invested in equities. Equities are one of the best investment hedges against inflation, and that's just not my opinion. That is actually backed up by fact. You can go all the way back to the 1970s and take that data and run it through 2020, and equities are one of the best-performing investments against inflation over that time, and I see that continuing. And then finally, as an investor, just keep a long-term focus. Don't react to short-term economic fluctuations like random increases in inflation over a few months, and then take that and let people in the media scare you. Keep a long-term focus on what you're trying to accomplish with your money, and if we don't think inflation is something that's going to severely impact your long-term focus, and your long-term goals. Don't let it factor into your decision-making on things to do in the short run. So that's what I have to say about inflation. I know there's a lot more to touch on with inflation, and that's something that we probably will touch on in other podcast episodes. But in this one, I just want to give you an update on where we stand, what is inflation, and what the important things you as consumers and investors should be worried about when you hear that word pop up in other media outlets. If you're looking for more information about the podcast, myself, or Farm DFP, feel free, feel free to visit the firm's website at farmdfp.com. Also, feel free to check out and subscribe to the YouTube channel, Farmd Financial Planning, for more great insight. Email podcasts at FarmDFP with questions, topics, or ideas you'd like to hear more about. Finally, until next time, Farm D Nation, be well. Farm D money podcast is not intended to be tax legal or investment advice. All opinions expressed on the show are for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for tax legal or investment advice.